It is early February of 1973. The setting is the Alhambra Dinner Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. On stage, the famous gin rummy scene of Born Yesterday is in progress. The scripted impudence of Billy Dawn is gauged to mangle the nerves of her opponent, Harry Brock. Her chatter is continuous. Periodically, she says the word gin and proceeds to win the hands with annoying regularity. But in this performance, there is an added bit of action— at varying intervals, Billy flicks her fingertip against the charms of her gold bracelet. The audience chuckles in its appreciation of the stage business without knowing that this is an improvisation for the personal benefit of Art Castle, the actor playing Brock. Betty Grable, as Billy, is using the device to acknowledge the gift Castle has given her, the bracelet with gold charms that depicts scenes from the show. It is her way of saying thanks without being gooey about it. It was never easy for Betty Grable to accept gifts, no easier than it was for her to field compliments regarding her persona or her work. She seemed to have a built-in personality device that prohibited effusive displays of sentimentality, a curious inner compulsion that would cause her to slip away quietly, for example, to avoid a meaningful goodbye. It was just one of the quirks that made Betty Grable what she turned out to be. On this occasion, there were other behavioral peculiarities recognized by the cast. Something had changed since the troupe had toured together three years earlier. There was a new preoccupation on the part of the star. Betty had always enjoyed sightseeing excursions in the past, but she passed them up this time around, and there was none of the former pub crawling after the show. It was apparent she was more pensive as she stood in the wings awaiting her cues, and it was obvious she was physically drained after the final curtain. She seemed physically heavier, a bit plump, actually, and some of the cast members noticed that she never allowed herself to be seen without a wig or a fall. When Betty was asked about this by one of the female members of the cast, she tossed it aside by saying her hair had thinned as a result of wearing wigs when she'd played Hello Dolly seven nights a week for eight months in Las Vegas. Art Castle also noticed the difference in the relationship between Betty and Bob Remick. When he had been with Betty in 1968, it seemed Remick was in command. It seemed to be the case of an older woman inexorably smitten with a younger man, while the younger man maintained full chauvinistic control. Now the roles were reversed, and it was now Bob who seemed to be dancing to Betty's tune. Remembering their previous relationship, said Castle, I was surprised to see they were still together, but I was happy about that, to see Bob had real feeling for her. Castle also noticed that Betty's stage wardrobe had become much more seductive. Initially, he explained, she was subdued in her dress, as though attempting to tone down her sex image. In fact, she wore only one dress that revealed her legs. On tour, she was wearing pajamas when she came downstairs to play gin, but at Jacksonville she wore a sexy black nightie. It was as though she were saying, It's still there, kids. Look it over. Word circulated soon enough that Betty was under treatment for lung cancer. She had been hospitalized for four months in California in the spring of 1972 and had received cobalt treatment. After recuperating at home in Las Vegas for the better part of a year, she had felt strong and thoroughly bored. And so, when the offer came to revive Born Yesterday at the Alhambra Dinner Theater in Jacksonville, Betty accepted readily. She was able to bring together most of the cast members from an earlier road company of the show and returned once more to the boards. Betty was initially under the impression the engagement was for only two weeks, but it turned out to be for a month. She agreed. At the end of the four-week engagement, the management asked for an extension. 
Betty could have left then, since the contract was fulfilled, but, as was so often the case in the past, her thoughts turned to the kids, the members of the cast who needed the money. She extended another four weeks, and, when the theater was still selling out each night, a further extension was requested. This time, she was forced to refuse. It was no longer a matter of simple exhaustion. The pains in her lower abdomen were beginning to rule her. Betty had to give up. She was all right once she was on stage, but the moment she exited, deep nausea would take charge. The bathroom had to be kept clear to enable her to rush there to vomit the moment she was off. The engagement closed after eight weeks, and it was the first time in the theater's six-year history that an attraction ran that long to sell out houses.